Welcome to Time Bleed 3HR, a video game podcast where we play a video game for three hours and then talk about it. My name is Lockie. My name is Louie, and this week I played three hours of Slay the Spire, and I also watched episode one of the original Transformers cartoon. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. Okay. <laughs> We don't talk about it. We don't. <laughs> On this show. But just so you know. Lucky. Yes. How many times have you seen Wayne's World? Uh, so many. Really? One of my favorites, yeah. It was one of the, uh, like, 15 DVDs I had growing uh, up. Wayne's uh, World 1 and 2. I don't know if I've ever seen the second one. It's um, okay. It's certainly yeah. nowhere near as good as the first, which is excellent. Uh, all right. Nice. <laughs> it's yeah. all right. All right. Ugh, very funny. Very funny. Very funny movie. Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you sound quite angry. <laughs> I'm uh, very good. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. Good? I would say perfectly well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I assume that's because you had to be playing Slay the Spire this week? Yep, yep, yep. I uh, I actually haven't played it in many days. I got through my three hours very quickly at okay. the beginning of the week, and I haven't touched it since. Oh, I'm surprised. Which I feel guilty about. Um, because you didn't play that much, or you don't feel like you got enough from it? Uh, because I definitely could have played more, and I feel like I would have maybe had more to say, but I just kind of forgot about it. Um so I'm looking at my stats. Well, okay. Slow down here, Louis. All right. You need to settle down. Before we begin, Louis, that's my name. What is Slay the Spire? Let me tell you, all right? <laughs> Slay the Spire, right? Good plan. Good plan. Is, is a... Uh, Roll is it a, uh, Yeah, actually, you know what I was wondering? Um, and when I say I literally just considered, do you think we should... Maybe talk about what the premise of this show is at the beginning of the show every week. I know we used to talk about this a lot, like how do we introduce the show, and we sort of gave up, and now we just kind of do the show. I think about for the first time in probably about 50 episodes, we got to talking about the game within a minute. <laughs> and that feels bad. Within, feels within a minute and a half, which I think is maybe an accomplishment. <laughs> no, I don't like that. Um no, I mean, we do it in our intro. Was there podcast but it's not enough. I don't think it's enough. Podcasts don't introduce what they do on air. I don't listen to podcasts with many gimmicks. Most of the podcasts are just like, here's the news. This, is, this isn't a gimmick, though. Oh, it is absolutely a gimmick. Sure, but I mean, like... <laughs> Play a game for three hours. That's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah, but like, it's that's it. That's it covered. Okay, well, I played Slay the Spire for three hours, as I said. That's the gimmick. 
I guess you're right. <laughs> it's in the title, man. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You recommended me Slay the Spire, which we said in the intro, thinking about it. And um, uh, and I, I've gone and played it for three hours. Welcome to episode 162 of Time Play 3HR, where we're still <laughs> trying to decide how the fuck we should run this podcast. <laughs> what episode? Is it 60, 162? I think so. I, made, I just Christ. made the album art for it, and... Uh, Oh, look at you. That's all numbered. Yeah, well, um, I remembered for once, so um, definitely helps. Wow. Okay, well, yeah, so I played Splay, Splay the Spelaya, um for three hours, three and a bit hours, three and a half hours, maybe. Cool. Um, and we're going to talk about it on this podcast. Um, so Slay the Spire, thank you for asking, is about, um, what is it? It's a, it's a turn-based um, card game roguelike. Uh, in which deck you... builder, I yes, think de- what people uh, is a deck builder. Time, yeah. uh, uh, you, you build decks. Um, but <laughs> what was that? Um, anyway, uh, gosh, I'm all over the place. Um, I guess I'm excited. Good. Uh, I feel I feel excited. Good. I had a good meal. Maybe that's what it was. Very nice. Um. Yeah, so deck builder, um, in which you, on a run-by-run basis, uh, build a deck each time um, by defeating enemies in a turn-based combat, um, defeating bosses, choosing your sort of route through sort of several paths, uh, and you're just basically going from battle room to battle room. Um, And I don't really know how the game progresses, because I don't really feel like I actually saw that much of the progression... um, in your three like, hours. In that three hours, I don't think I really saw that much. Yeah, it, um, it, I mean, it is tough because the runs can take a while. Like a decent run can take an hour. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm an hour looking... And a half. We briefly talked about it the other day. Um, well, like middle of the week or something. And um, I was like, yeah, I've played like three, four hours. And I've only, I think I've only killed like two bosses. And you you laughed at me. Did I scoff? You, you scoffed. I scoffed. Oh my god, scoffer! I think after I like, that, I thought um, I was surprised. I was surprised. Um, I think, on reflection, though, it kind of makes sense in three hours. So you're not very yeah, experienced and I, with and card I, games. I was, it's a hard no, game. It's not an easy game. I I went inside myself when you said that, and I was like, "Oh God, am I am I not a real gamer?" And and I started like get out hunt, of here, dude. Hunt, hunting around for. Dude, well, if what, you're not a what, get real gamer, what's happened here? Then you know, we're in what, trouble. What's, what's gone on? And um, and then I I looked over my stats. The game keeps track of lots of things. Yeah. Being a roguelike and all, it keeps track of lots of things. So I I checked in my stats, and so yeah, I've played. Uh, my time played is uh, which they write here is total play time. That's wrong. Um, is three hours thirty one minutes and four seconds. Um, okay. And that is five runs. Um, so if you take into account, like, how roguelikes work, like, these these are very long runs, I think, compared to other roguelikes I've played. Like, we haven't done that many on the podcast. I think Binding of Isaac probably is the main one I can think of. Maybe the only one we've done. Uh, no, what about that one in the dungeon that has the Pirates of the Caribbean theme tune? Dungeons <laughs> of Dreadmoor. Oh yeah, of course. Um, that game is amazing. Um, 
so they they um they're a lot quicker binding of isaac especially you can like screw up and die very quickly or they can go on for a really long time this game um, i think honestly this game has pretty similar pacing to isaac you think yeah i feel like in three hours i did like 20 runs of binding of isaac. i think the problem and i think which is one of the main problems i have with this game is that the start of this game feels very samey um Mm, yeah because Imagine. you're you're given i think something like five attack so the way just to expand a little bit on how the actual gameplay works uh it's like a mana based system or resource based system where you have you start off with three resource points and um every turn you draw five cards from your deck and those cards have different costs, and you can play however many cards uh, that you can according to your mana. So you could play a two-cost card and a one-cost card. You could play a three-cost card and a zero-cost card. You could play one, 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 X, Y, Z. Um, and you go through, your and energy. then yeah, and then once you've uh, used up all the cards in your deck, they go from your uh, deck to your discard pile. And once you're through it all, it just recycles and shuffles. And then you get a new batch three, um, and that just keeps keeps looping round. And then you can pick up certain items, relics, which give you like passive abilities and uh, certain power ups. For example, you know every ten strikes, every ten attacks, uh, the damage is doubled. That sort of thing. Um, and there are other mechanics, of course, lots of other mechanics that card games always seem to have. Yeah, and like throughout a run, you're sort of trying to um uh, yeah build a deck and sort of grow but also control it so that it like works in tandem so all the cards sort of work together um and you get these cards by um sort of random events that might occur so you might walk into a room and like something happens and you maybe get a card out of it or you kill a boss and you get a card out of it or blah 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 you can like upgrade cards so they're like more powerful um mm. they cost less or whatever good point um, yeah Every card has um, to be upgraded. So you're sort of, yeah, you're um, just for that run, you are, yeah, building a singular deck. Yeah, and, and the problem I have with this game um, is that the start of every game is pretty samey. Uh, so it, it's, I mean, <laughs> spoilers here, um, broken up into three acts, um, and there is some... You know, there's, there's like most roguelikes, there is other content to access as you progress, and as you progress, you unlock more things. But uh, in the most basic sense, uh, the game is broken up into three acts, and the first one is normally always pretty samey. Uh, because, say, you have a, I don't know, 15 card deck. Um, at the start of it, you're given, I think, five basic attack cards, five basic defense cards, um, and then a couple of other zhuzhi ones, depending on which character you play. Uh, oh, there's so much to say. There's three or four characters. Each one has a different set of cards that they uh, can choose from in their pool. Um, and also, I think one of the most interesting things about this game is that you know what the enemy is going to do um, before they do it. So on your turn, you mm. see what the enemy is planning to do. So say it's planning to attack. It'll show 27 which means it's going to do 27 damage. Um, so you know that you maybe want to try and block for 27 damage. 
Um, say maybe you have, you know, a couple of cards that can just about get you there, so you do it, so you know that next turn you'll take no damage. Maybe you have a good hand and think, ah, you know what, I'm just going to take that 27 damage and attack, because I've got a strong hand here. Um, but yeah, so you know what the enemy is going to do, so you can plan your plays around their next turn. And that's kind of what the whole game set up around. Yeah, and that, I think uh, maybe the, the most the most obvious thing that that like knowing what they're going to attack or if they're going to attack is that especially at the start, your cards are basically either basic attack or basic defense card mm. um, with a few other ones thrown in there for good luck, good fun. Um, yeah. And so the sort of most basic sort of choice you're making most turns is how much defense do I need versus should I attack? Um, and uh, I actually took me a while. It took me like maybe it's maybe the third run. I realized that your defense doesn't carry over to the oh, next really? fight, um, to the next um next turn. So you so yeah, you'll you'll like maybe you spend two of your three energy points on two defense cards, so you get a total of twelve defense. And the attack is probably uh well, let's say the attack's only going to be like for six or something. Um, I thought, oh, cool, I can just like build it and that will last throughout the, the match or whatever, the fight. Yeah. But actually, it goes away as soon as that turns over, which yeah. completely changes how you play the game uh, <laughs> and helped big me time. massively. <laughs> big time. Um, I wasn't just wasting cards on a big my defense. Um, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to play another roguelike game. Um, uh much like my desire to find a multiplayer game that I always want to play, I would love to find a roguelike game that I enjoy for longer than three hours. Um, I don't hate roguelikes. I've played a fair few, not a lot, because I tend to know that I'm not going to stick with them. But I try them out every once in a while because um, they're so popular and, and you know, indie developers especially have really made use of that mechanic um to like create a lot of content and so it's it's i do want to make sure i'm still seeing these things even if i don't like inherently enjoy that like repetition um but yeah my experience is just kind of like i play it for three four hours and, and i feel like cool i i feel like i've got i now have a good un good understanding of what these base mechanics are what else can you give me and my experience with roguelikes is that the other thing which is kind of just like more variations on the same content has never been enough to drag me further through it, to drag me through that repetition that, that starts to set in. Um, and I think Slay the Spires is similar um, in that like, yeah, the first three hours was pretty fun. I enjoyed myself. Like it was pretty, it was good. This, is, this was an easy week to get through. Like I did it, I played it on my iPad, which was great. Um, did it like the beginning of the week which usually that's a good sign. <laughs> like if I'm not doing it on the last <laughs> sure. day, uh, yeah. it's a good sign. Um, but then, I, and I was like, I should play more of that. And then I never picked it up again, which is like tradition, like totally just my experience with roguelike games. And I think it's, it's a, not an uncommon thing for a lot of people. Um, but Slay the Spire seems like a really cool, uh, and I don't know, I don't know if you know much about like how this game I know it's this game is very successful, and when people talk about deck builders, they often talk about Slay the Spire as like a very good example of one of these. Um, 
and it's sort of I I assume some sort of an inspiration for other indie developers to go out go ahead and make more card game roguelikes. Is that true? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. Also, yeah. I was I was looking over the achievements of this game and kind of zoned out. Oh, I see. Sorry. Great. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, co-host. <laughs> um, I missed that last bit. Sorry. One more time. Um, I was just asking you about um, Slay the Spires and like sort of notoriety and if you understood it to be a sort of a the zeitgeist of other indie developers making card games like this. Um, that was my understanding of it, but I don't know if that's true. I'm not sure. I saw quite a lot about this game when it came out and people said they liked it. Um, and I, I think I watched a bit of gameplay of it and thought I would like to play that. And honestly, that's about all I've had in terms of exposure. Uh, mm-hmm. Just knowing that the game itself uh, was very popular and... Um, yeah, but I, I'm not sure how it's affected. Yeah, anyone else or anyone else's games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's it's cool. I um, when I was playing it, I was thinking a little bit about my experience with Hearthstone. And well, that's stuff. what's so interesting. Um, because... and I was and and I was yeah, and I, I know what you, I was trying to sort of understand why I connected more with this than a Hearthstone. Um. And. I think this game's kind of just cuter. <laughs> and and I actually, one of the things, and maybe you'll strongly disagree, because I have not had enough experience with both to really say this, but from my initial three hours, I feel like the cards themselves, um, and maybe it's the speed at which you're you're sort of getting them and being introduced to new cards, whereas Hearthstone's a lot slower in that regard. Um <laughs> Uh, well, like you're building a new deck every run, like it's there's something new every time in a way, and like I, the, the I found the cards themselves, the the way the sort of <laughs> bad word synergy between like cards, great word, was quite in, was quite interesting. That's the word they, um, that that's the right word. Um, it's kind of a dorky word, but um, it's not dorky. It's, it's like a business buzzword. Like no, no, like, I mean synergy is the word that you used for. Like card synergy for a game like okay, this. Okay, that's a natural thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was thinking like brand synergy, you know, <laughs> like, like Apprentice <laughs> Episode One. Yeah. What's the name of your team? You, no, like, like as in, um, <laughs> we need to have synergy between the two brands or um, that kind of like fluffy jargon. Anyway, um, uh, so like, yeah, I th- I think there's like quite a lot of like dynamic interesting things going on between a certain card and i feel like the abilities the special abilities an individual card might have for me fired off parts of my brain that i felt like i didn't really get with hearthstone in a way um and i don't really have a good example to be honest yeah that rings true to you in any sense i can't even remember i know i made you play hearthstone twice and i'm sure i made you play a single player section of it yeah i played i played almost entirely single player i think which i think is very similar um and i think maybe i think maybe it's the opposite that no i i don't i think um i think they're very similar like the single Mm. player stuff from hearthstone which have like uh, all deck builder stuff uh, i think plays very similar to this but i think is easier and is quicker Mm. um 
I think, I think um, maybe, maybe that's just because I've played a lot more of it and I already know what all the Hearthstone cards do and, you yeah. know, all the synergies between most of those cards and how the general pacing of the game works. Um, but this was, uh, I definitely thought, more challenging than all of mm. the Hearthstone single-player stuff. It, it's not think, easy. It's not an easy game at all. Sure. Uh, I think I think, like, maybe the other thing is even just the way this stuff is presented to you. Um, I think the fact that Hearthstone is like this kind of, you're, you are kind of playing this honest, like a sort of skeuomorphic sort of board. Um, and you're just seeing these cards and the cards are just cards. Um, and there's no like characters really on screen other than like a little icon and you have these weird gems and i don't know they like fired projectiles and it all it f- all feels very board gamey abstracted which isn't an inherently bad thing or anything like that but i think for me personally like slay the spire you have two characters on screen side by side facing each other um when you when you when you draw a card to attack your character attacks um and vice versa, and I think just just that just that extra bit of um, uh, realism isn't the right word, but like um, I don't know, whatever. Like I think that whatever that is, I think. I mean, it, it's it's really, it's a lot more involved, isn't it? Because you are the character, yeah, and you're attacking and you're defending and you're activating this power. Yeah. Uh, with Hearthstone, it's like you've summoned this minion that's doing it for you. Um, yeah. So I mean, I get that in. If that's what you mean, um, I think that is what I mean. Um, Slay yeah. the Spire is a weird-looking game, though. Yeah, it is, isn't it? The art is really weird. <laughs> I, I can't decide if I like it or don't. I've, <laughs> I, I've played. Sometimes... I've played. I'm. So I think I've probably played. I left it running for quite a bit, but I reckon I've played about thirty-five plus hours. Uh huh. Um, and I'm no closer to whether understanding whether I like the art style or not. I think yeah, I do. Really weird looking game. Um, it's kind of unlike any other game I've seen, in a way. Um, it's got this sort of like yeah. It's, it's quite like of, traditional, isn't it? But, yeah, kind of. It's got yeah. So it's like um, the sort of, I mean, definitely like digitally painted aesthetic. Um, uh, you know, but like sort of the paints to look sort of like it's a sort of real paint sort of and then i don't know sometimes i really like the character designs and sometimes i think they're awful and, and I... well i think the the silent looks amazing oh who's that the uh like roguey one with the skull is that the first guy you play as or the, the second one the uh, I basic never never played as him but i do have him unlocked oh really did you try any of the characters other than the first one no i only played the first one ah <sighs> Dude, you should try a different character. I um, was really afraid the the first character has the each turn you each end of match you get six health back, mm-hmm. and I was like nervous to lose that because <laughs> that <laughs> felt so so useful. Sure, it it is. Um, yeah, and sometimes it, I feel like sometimes um, it's kind of going for this like kind of goofy like you like you there's this huge whale head that you're always talking to and some of the enemies look really funny like clearly like there's these little like devil guys that look really cute with their little staffs 
And then sometimes it's sort of like a little bit more spooky, a little bit more like traditional, um, traditional, uh, what do you, what do we call this? Fantasy, <laughs> traditional fantasy <laughs> vibes. Um, yeah, it, it is. I think it's, I think it's pretty traditional in a lot of its ways, but it, it is very referency, isn't it? It's, um, it's a very referency game. There's lots of things that reference other things. Yeah. In this, uh, in this thing. Yeah, it's a weird looking game. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised you enjoyed it. To be honest. Yeah, it was a super easy play. Um, uh, I just quite casually, yeah, picking cards, figuring out what cards go with what cards feels nice. Um, yeah, I, th I think maybe it's it's interesting because it 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 is like a much slower build, isn't it? So you really sort of get the chance to be considerate and mm -hmm. think, what would I like to do card by card? What do I think is going to give me the biggest edge? What do I think will be fun? What's going to work well together? Um, which I can definitely see as being more like a, of an ease in to this sort of thing. Because mm -hmm. it's less uh, like, here's a lot of stuff. It's more like, yeah. okay. Here's three yeah. things, pick one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It definitely feels, in that sense, it feels a bit more like, yeah, approachable than something like Carstone, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that, that was kind of the problem I have with it, is that the first act is always pretty boring. Too easy for you. It's, no, not necessarily, because, I mean, you can just not get the cards, but it's boring because you're using... Um, you know, the same, like, say you have 15 cards in your deck after the first, uh, after the first act, like, 12 of those are going to be the same every time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's, like, say you have three or four cards that you've picked up along the first act. Um, so, like, you know, 75% of your deck is the same, and the enemies mm -hmm. are always the same. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, like... I play something like this because I, I, although I've played like a bazillion, bazillion hours of Isaac and a few other games, um, I feel like I still haven't played that many roguelikes. Yeah. Which is, I mean, roguelikes. which ones have you played? I'm trying to think. I think, I mean, the ones I have, I've dumped crazy hours into, but I really don't feel like I've played that many. So maybe I should give more a go. Mm. Um, um, I mean, so I mean, Dungeon of Dreadmore. I've played like probably seventy hours. Mm -hmm. uh, Binding of Isaac. I've played like a thousand hours. Wild. Um, Enter the Gungeon. Played that never, for a bit. Didn't think that was great. That. Um, Did you play um, uh, Crips? You've played FTL. Yeah. Played FTL. I, I like FTL. FTL is one of my f preferred roguelikes. This game plays pretty similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, it does. It does have a similar vibe. But I think I think the FTL thing, right now. One of the great things I think about FTL oh, is two minutes. Is, Love that. Is uh, well, yeah, it's tiny, which is always kind of pleasant. Um, but like, there's there's just a bit more like urgency for the for the player. I feel like there's just so, so, something I found really strange about Slay the Spire is that there's like 
almost for me, like there was like zero context as to why I was here. Um, I feel like I skipped an intro video or something. Um, uh, it just kind of starts and I'm, I'm sure this stuff gets maybe revealed over time, but there isn't really much context. Whereas like FTL and other really, roguelikes. It really doesn't from what um, I've seen in my. FTL does like a really good job of like creating a little universe for you to push through and like you're trying to escape something to get to somewhere else and and um yeah man i should play ftl again ftl is really good <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we should uh, uh do it next week do you ever play um into the breach no into the breach is by the ftl guys and that's pretty good too it does it does a um uh it's actually really good i played again i remember i, I remember this coming out Probably played like um, four or five hours of that one as well. Thinking um, I should play this. It looks nice. Yeah, you'd. I think you'd like it. Um, it does. It does the same thing as like Spire, where it tells you what the enemy is going to do next. So it's about, um, sort of. You're not predicting. You're like, it's sort of more chessy in that you're like looking at where they're going to move, and you're going to, yeah, you're going to whatever, set up. You're going to set up attacks based on what they're going to do next, which is quite cool, um, and it's quite fun. Uh, what other ones have I played? Rogue Legacy, that's no. a classic. No, honestly, I I'm really I'm really that I'm tapped out. Rogue Rogue Legacy is good because I think it's one of the rogue likes where more stuff carries over. Um, I think Rogue Legacy two came out really recently. Um, but like you have like the sort of more meta like upgrade stuff, which I like having in a rogue. Like I like being able to see that progress somewhere yeah um and slay the spire has quite a quite little of that um yeah it, you, you're, you're like unlocking things to unlock in the run right which is i never find that satisfying well i mean it's like a lot of stuff that sort of doesn't feel great and doesn't sort of interact too well together and then all of a sudden you're like okay wow actually hang on out of nowhere mm. i'm kind of tearing up um, <laughs> yeah but the thing, yeah. it, it's, I mean, the brutal thing about this game is that you have 80 health, say, as like a, you can increase it and decrease it. Um, but say you start with 80 health, um, it resets to full after every act. So when you beat a final boss at the end of the act, uh, you start the new one with full. But it's pretty hard to fill that health bar back up. Yeah. Um, you can go to like rest sites, which you can restore. I think it's like thirty percent of your health. Yeah, yeah, it's thirty or twenty. Um, and and these enemies can hit you for like forty, sometimes in a single turn. Yeah. Um. So it it is a sort of game where you can sort of be doing really well. Spend you're like an hour and a half in, on the on the third act, and then like you have both a bad hand and they're attacking with a big attack, like two turns in a row and like, it's, you just can't do anything mm. and you just die. And it feels awful. Oh, it feels awful, awful, awful. Yeah. And I guess it feels extra awful if you're not particularly enjoying the first. Yes. Parts of it. That's what makes that bad. Right. Exactly. My by far biggest problem I have with this uh, game and it does do some interesting things with the whale head at the start where it gives you an option. So you can choose, like, increase my health, uh, yeah. give the next three enemies one attack, find a rare card, 
lose all your money, gain a rare card, you know, lose my starting relic, get a random boss one. Um, so that stuff's kind of fun because it, it gives you that, you know, gameplay variation from the start. Uh, but a lot of the time it's just the same old boring, boring stuff over and over again. And it's not yeah. really until like second and third that it starts to pick up, by which point you've already put in like 40 minutes. Yeah, that's a lot. That's long. Yeah, biggest problem I have with this game. Yeah, that's the thing that's so good about Isaac. The thing that I love about Isaac is that you can have like a tough goal. There's there's like so many goals in Isaac, which I think is different from this, where really all you can do is beat it with the different characters and then some extra stuff. Um, whereas with Isaac, there were like branching paths of different boss, bosses and different routes and different outcomes. Um, and so you had all these goals and then sometimes you would just be broken, like right from the get go, you know, after like five minutes of play, you're literally just breezing through the entire thing and it's incredible. Uh, and then sometimes you're doing that same goal but it's like hard as nails because like mm -hmm. the items haven't been as good. But I love that sometimes the game is just so stupidly easy uh, mm -hmm. that you can just breeze through it. But then sometimes, you know, it's, it's not and you still do it anyway. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that about that game, man. Fun game. Fun game. Go play Isaac. Mm -hmm. Go play this game too, to be honest. I mean, you played 30 hours of it, so there's clearly something to it. Yeah. I'm so annoyed, man. I uh, I think I was I was like one turn off beating what I think is the final boss. Mm. Um, you can like once you beat the game with the different characters, you unlock these relics, um, and then you can like collect those relics on a run, and blah 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 blah. No spoilers. Um, but uh, I was like I think I was like one turn off winning, and I died. Mm. Bummer. That's a big banana. What are you gonna do? But I mean, like anything, it's like with Isaac. It's just I'm sure it's just about learning. You know, learning what cards are good, what things do, but not in the same way. Mm -hmm. Not in the same way. Anyway, um, the only other roguelike that comes to mind is Risk of Rain. Have you ever played Risk of Rain? Risk of Rain. I really like Risk of Rain. That's a classic, too. What about Splunky? Um, you played a lot of Splunky. I played... Oh, yeah. I played some of Splunky. I didn't jive with, with, with Splunky that much. Risk of Rain's great. I actually would really like to play Risk of Rain, too. Came, the final version released really recently as well. I'd like I'd to play, like to play a 3D roguelike. Yeah, Risk of Rain, too. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking at. Sorry. <laughs> with the caveat of I'm looking at pictures of it now. Yeah, so... You you play that co-op, um, and oh, I have let's a feeling. Let's play that. Yeah, I have a feeling if you make a roguelike co-op and I can play it with you, that's probably gonna get me further than four hours. Risk. Um, oh, you own it. Oh, of course you own it. No, I, no, I don't. You don't own two. Yeah, I own the first one. Yeah, yeah. you own the first one. Wow, let's play that. It's only oh, it's twenty quid. Yeah, it's a lot. That's why I haven't bought it yet. It's on my wish list. 
I wish to play this with you. Good to know. A uh, two-player roguelike game, I think, would be really fun. Mm. Is it big? Yeah. What do you mean, is it big? I hope it's big. Also, a problem I have with uh, Slay the Spire is that I want there to be more relics. I want there to be, like, way more things that can happen. And, like, I get that a lot of people like that you have the same items and the same cards and you learn them. Mm-hmm. But I really like it when there's just, like, a bazillion things that can happen. And I want more bosses and mm. more everything. Yeah, I don't think more enemies is way more enemies. Binding of Isaac size, um, probably significantly smaller. But I mean, you know, there's probably like fifty relics in this. Mm. Um, Whereas, at least give it like a hundred, just double that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're they're not they're not hard. You know, it's it's it's, they're not. It's not like what what are they doing? All you have to do is come up with an idea, do a little model for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. Who cares about balance? Or, you know, time, money, food. Who cares? Just do but, it. But, like, in terms of places of where you're putting in time, that's not a big one. Uh-huh. I would assume. You, you, that is an assumption. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, and and it's on my iPad now, so it's and it's super easy to just pick up and play. So I'm sure I will. Um, maybe they'll. Well, we'll see. <laughs> there might be a day when it's like, yeah, I'm sitting in front of the TV. I'll play Slay the Spire. Maybe on like a plane or on holiday, mm-hmm. you're sitting out browsing the web, mm-hmm. and you think, eh, I want to play something. Yeah. Cool. Um, should we wrap up? I think so. Let's I mean, we haven't we haven't talked rubbish, which I feel really bad about, but we can. About like crap about our lives. Yeah. Take it away, dude. The floor's yours. What's going on? Mm, I guess I don't have anything to say. I mean, we're 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 over. So we've done it. We've done it. We've crossed the line. Yeah, we can cash our checks. Let's do it. Um, Lockie, do you want to know what you're playing this week? Yes. Um, Risk of Rain. Two. two? If you want to go 20 quid, we can do that. Uh, no, you know what? Let's not do two roguelites in a row. Let's not do that. It could be interesting. Although I'm, I'm, away, <laughs> this, I'm away this weekend, actually. Um, from like Thursday to Monday. Ooh, so I might have to play tomorrow, tomorrow and Wednesday. Mm, okay. Um, that shouldn't affect the game I had in mind. Um, okay. cool. Uh, do you want some clues? I'll give you some clues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it came out Please. super recently, like last couple weeks. Okay. Um, Ooh. I have been very excited about it, and I. I'm very glad to finally be playing it, and I'm still playing it. Okay. Um, you're going to play it on uh, Xbox Game Pass? I don't think I can, dude. Why? Because C- I was on that, and then 
I was no longer on that, so I'd have to pay to get on that. Uh, no, mine reset to a pound. Oh, really? Yeah, mine has reset oh, to a pound. such a pain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, yep. Continue. Um, uh, uh, I mean, it's like an indie game. That's all. That's it. Uh, okay. That's not a lot. It's not. It's not, is it? No. It's not very good. Do you want to have any anything else? Uh, well, it's it's one of those ones that, like, if you don't know what it is, there's no point giving you clues. Okay. Um, I, may, I may know. Okay, so name some indie games that came out in the last two weeks. Well, I'd need a hint, <laughs> which is what I'm looking for. <laughs> well, no, just... Have, Wallpaper have Engine any... 2. Sorry? Wallpaper Engine 2. That came out this week? No, it's... Uh... Persona 4 Golden? It, it, mm. I'm not sure you've listened to the brief. <laughs> I'm all aboard. Um, I don't know. Tell me. All aboard. That's a good clue. Uh, train. <laughs> oh, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. A small indie game. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me. Uh, it's a game called Spirit Spiritfarer. Okay. Um, and yeah. Spirit's a... Fair. Is there any reason uh, why we're playing it on Microsoft? Uh, because I bought it on Switch. Okay. And so this is the cheap, cheapest way you can play it. If you want to buy it on Steam you, or Switch, you're welcome to pay £20. But, right, um, got you. But I can play it for a quid. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Um, uh, Locky. Yes. Sign us off, buddy. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. This has been Time Play 3HR, uh, a video game podcast where we play a video game for three hours. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hope you had a good time. Uh, catch us next time. You can catch this podcast anywhere where you can catch good podcasts, like Spotify, check, Done. like Google Podcasts, check, like uh, in iTunes. The, in, yeah, in and out. Um, that oven is done. Louis's been tweeting. If you want to check out our Twitter, timeplay3hr. Uh, same Instagram. Um, Louis's been making some animations. You don't like my tweets. <laughs> I don't read the tweets. I I, I'm not on Twitter that much. I can't believe it. Um, we have an email. You can email us, timeplay3hr at gmail.com. Uh, and that's about it. Take it easy, guys. Wow, that was smooth. Okay.